Hi everybody and welcome to the Astrology Blueprint podcast. <laughs> Trying to get my words out. It's a good start, isn't it? Um, this podcast episode is going to focus on the upcoming full moon that we have in Gemini on the 30th of November, which is actually a lunar eclipse. And whenever we have an eclipse, this intensifies the lunar phase in which we are at at that particular time. This is a partial lunar lunar eclipse, but nonetheless, it is still highly energised with Gemini themes. And the technicalities are (laughs) that it will be happening at 8 degrees and 38 minutes of Gemini. So we would round this down. So round this up to 9 degrees of Gemini at 9.29 a.m. UK time. So this will be um, the very early hours of the Monday morning in America. So 9.29 a.m. is 8.7654, roughly 4.30 a.m. on the east coast of America. And um, you will have to check for your specific time zones for other areas of the world. Ah, blimey. So this is an interesting one because Gemini is where we have the North Node this year, where it has been since uh, roughly May of 2020. And the North Node energies have been all about guiding us to our soul's purpose, really, in this lifetime um, and on a, on a collective level as well, because it's the transiting North Node. So um, particularly significant if this is your nodal return, as it is for myself and um, other people that are roughly 36 years of age. Um And this will feel like a very significant time. So at this lunar eclipse, you may feel, although the eclipse um, doesn't um, travel exactly with the North Node, it will still be activating it. So if you check for where nine degrees of Gemini is in your natal chart, which house it falls in, this will give you an idea as to the areas of life which have been affected by this um, North Node over this last year. And... um, and also, yes, sorry, my God, I feel so distracted. It's because I'm not recording this from my car again. I have an empty house um, and uh, it's very confusing to me. <laughs> so let's jump straight into the um, the imagery and the, the significance of the Gemini full moon lunar eclipse. And... It's fascinating, really. Gemini themes are Mercury ruled. So Mercury, the planet of Mercury, the very fast moving planet of Mercury rules Gemini. And this is our daily conversations, daily mental activity, um, how we treat communication on a very kind of simplistic level um, where we just kind of go to and respond and react in a mental way. Um, Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury and information and communications. So Uranus is more, so the two kind of work in harmony together in some, in many respects in that um, we're comfortable with where our natal Mercury is and this is how we communicate. But then Uranus comes along to give us the insights that we really need, which we kind of 
don't feel comfortable accessing ourselves, which we need igniting by the universe and by sudden shocks and surprises and, um, you know, large, large scale kind of electrical events. And this can be um, emotionally electrical events or, um, you know, physically quite shocking and surprising, depending on where it's falling in your natal chart. Um, Uranus is in Taurus right now. It has been for quite some time. And Taurus is all about the physical body and it's about the earth and nature. And um, what is that word? I used it just the other day. A very sensual experiences in life. So enjoying fine food and like really enjoying food for its many layers of what it can offer so it's not just flavor and taste but it's texture and it's how it feels in your mouth and it's how it feels when you kind of swallow and when you take that first bite and it's enjoying nice drinks and you know right now in the UK it's winter time so it's you know nice hot chocolate with whipped cream on top that's a very Taurian thing you know the luxurious elements of life so this is where Uranus is right now and it's important to take note of where Uranus is as well as this full moon eclipse is ruled by Mercury. And like I said earlier, that Mercury and Uranus, they are the kind of higher and lower lower octaves of one another. So it's always important to check out where the the outer planets are moving as well as the inner planets. So Mercury is a personal planet. It's an inner planet. It moves very quickly. It changes sign very quickly. So it's um, its effects upon us as people on a day-to-day basis are very quick and rapid. This is why Mercury retrograde is often something that people notice because it's inconveniences and it's, you know, lost car keys and it's messages not getting through on the phones and things like that. Um, things that set back your day or your week, but not so much... Um, your life in the grander scheme of things whereas Uranus um, in Taurus right now being that outer planet being slower moving this is this is permanently changing an area of your life in ways that are very difficult to kind of harness in many respects and to understand but the whole point of Uranus is to drive us forwards into the future and it rules Aquarius and so this is all about um inventions you know nutty professors this is like people coming up with crazy wild seeming ideas only for them to you know 30 years later be completely proven right and that they were just completely ahead of their time a very aquarian theme um there is with lunar eclipses a strong sense of finality and closure on situations um so again depending where this falls in your natal birth chart will give you an idea of the area of life that it falls in so for example for me this is falling in my 12th house which is all about um, spirituality and how I uh, connect with uh, you know source energy how I connect with my intuition how I connect with dreams the 12th house is a very dreamy dreamy house to be in um, and it's funny because before full moons and new moons I, I like to make my little personal predictions just privately to myself and um, it's funny because usually they don't turn out that way um, because astrology is absolutely magical I think in that sense is that yes you can make predictions and yes you can cover a, a broad range of topics of where things may 
be affected but when it comes to the actual experience and especially when we've got mercury and uranus involved it's very difficult to pinpoint until the event is actually unfolding before us and sometimes we may not even notice the actual event because we're too busy trying to look for something far more um categorizable something that will fit within the box of what we've said and often i find that it's on reflection after the events have happened that I really notice how these things have changed me and changed my life and 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 then it all just falls into place and I find it so so fascinating and interesting and with each new moon and full moon you know I write notes of how this experience has affected me and you start to notice the the ways in which you experience the moon phases personally um instead of thinking about them as a as a way that are kind of the whole the whole of society gets affected and that's why astrology is so interesting and so broad and something that we are forever learning new things about because it's kind of almost impossible to write an algorithm of okay so you've got a new moon which will be you know sowing new seeds of intention or we've got a full moon you know like this one we're talking about coming up in gemini which is a completion this because where secrets can be unveiled um this can be powerfully um a very emotional time Motion, emotions are very heightened because full moon is um you know where we where we really find ourselves going for it in the emotional stakes and um yeah and just that it's very difficult to match up to exactly what the experience will be but a a guiding light can be that when you consider the areas of life where it may affect you and you consider that it's communications and the mind so a good example of this is that over this last year um, Saturn, Jupiter and Pluto have been travelling in Capricorn and permanently changing the structures within our societies and the way that we look after one, one another um, in terms of taking responsibility for humanity as a collective and all of these um, structures and you know deeply transformational planets so Pluto um, basically kills to transform it kills off the old to bring in the new um kill always seems like a very extreme word but it can um transform is always a better like a death and rebirth situation really because like i was trying to explain this for me this year this planet has been going over my mercury which is my mind and i have never felt i think i said this in a previous podcast but i have never felt more mentally vulnerable than i have in the last 12 months and that my mind has at many times nearly kind of completely given up on me and um I feel like, you know, perhaps I said I wasn't going to make predictions and now I am as I look at my phone and it's 11, 11. Um, Yeah, but I feel like perhaps this full moon, you know, happening in my 12th house and being in Gemini and all about communications and, you know, daily communications and the mind and how we take in information and give it back out again really could be an illumination of how far my mind personally has come this year and that the what's been really important for me to learn this year is that the emotional always has to go with the mental you can't let 
your head rule everything and you can't let your heart rule everything. There needs to be a balance. And that's a very difficult thing if you have um, a strong, um, if you have strong fixed signs in your natal chart, so Aquarius, Taurus, or Scorpio, um, or strong kind of Pluto. Um, I'm just trying to think now quickly. Yeah, strong Pluto or strong Mars um, or strong Saturn, you know, very kind of fixed energies. Um, and it's something really interesting to do with your natal chart is to look at your rising sign and then you will pick the ruler, you will, um, you know, research the ruler of your rising sign. So, for example, I'm Cancer rising or Cancer ascendant. So the ruler of Cancer is the moon. So then what you do is you look to the ruler of your ascendant sign and you see where it falls natally for you. So for me, I would look at the moon, which rules cancer, and where the moon falls natally in my birth chart. And this is called the chart ruler. So it has a kind of extra en an extra emphasis in your natal chart and in your, your, your daily life and throughout your life, it will be a strong theme. Um, and this is absolutely true for me uh, with the moon in Pisces, and I have the moon conjunct my midheaven. So it's almost like my my um my heart and my mum because the moon rules um the mother or the mother figure is very interconnected with my status in the world and the you know where I kind of receive um what's the word um recognition um and I think prior to 2020 this recognition um would come about in strange ways usually very piscean very nebulous ways and neptune has been going over this part of my chart for the last 11 years or something so it's been a bloody long kind of strange time but um my kind of status used to always come from how being creative um and artistic and textiles and fabrics and and that sort of thing and it's only now that this kind of this other form and I feel a more connected form of um, Pisces and how it works um, has come about through my work with astrology and tarot and spirituality and you know connecting with the universal energies sorry if you can hear that beep in the background that is my washing machine it's just finished it's, it's finished its washing cycle um yeah, so I think it's it's really important to always look at your natal chart and see what your ruling planet is, because then when we're going through um, that particular season of the year, you might may find that that, you know, so say you've got, um, you know, Mars as your ruling planet, then you would look up um, Mars, Mars rules Aries and is the old ruler of Scorpio as well. So you would look up for kind of like springtime in the UK and then... Um, and then autumn time as well in the UK and see how these times of the year are particularly significant to you. It's always worth um, sort of diarising, is that the word? Journaling on, on these ideas um, to really explore your own astrology. Um, I've been working on the Learn Your Own astrology course lately recording videos for it and um and audio files so that it's ready it's a bit of a labor of love um initially i think i said i would have it out within about six weeks i think we've definitely surpassed that um time frame um quite a few times now um 
but with all my Capricorn and planets, I really want to make sure that it's right and that it is, I don't think astrology is something you can just rapidly wrap up in in one, you know, quick way, um, for want of saying it in a much more, in a much better way. Um, I think it's something that really um, requires time and dedication and understanding and learning and allowing for that learning to sink in before you move on to the next module, if you like, um, of learning and, and understanding how it all affects you. And so I want, I feel personally like I'm honouring the the practice of astrology by taking my time with it and that's not just an excuse because I've let it go take such a long time I do I really think at the beginning I jumped into this idea of like I'm going to make a course and then thought that making a course would be really simple and actually I'm learning so much as I go along and I'm considering the ways in which people learn in in very different ways to one another and I want it to be accessible for everybody so um that's where we're at with that um back to the full moon eclipse gemini rules facts and information and media um this will be very significant with social media i'm sure as the light um (laughs) as the light shines brightly um could be very significant in terms of the u.s election and i mean I literally, I have no idea what's happening with all of that. Um, it seemed like what we were being told was that Biden had won and that Trump was kind of throwing his toys out of the pram and now it feels like nothing's really happening at all. Um, I don't know if that's just because I'm maybe not reading so much about it. Um, I know definitely in the UK, the news headlines today have been all about oh, um, virus vaccines and, oh, you know, success for the scientists and this is going to be world-changing and we've found a cure and all this kind of stuff. And it just feels, I don't know, a bit bullshit, to be honest. Um, It feels like the vaccine is going to be something that we won't have a choice about having or if we choose not to have it, we won't be allowed to do our daily tasks. Again, this is um, very... Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn. This is the um, you know the top down um, hierarchy of the way that our countries are run, um, telling us you know you will do this and this is how everybody should live. And I always think of V for Vendetta. I don't know if you know that um, comic book um, series, and it's like a graphic novel series, and they did a film of it as well years ago. But it's just very, they like have a curfew. They have to be in um, every night by a certain time. There's no real freedom. There's no joy. Like all the joy is gradually taken away from people until all that they do is like go to work and, you know, conform to the system. And that doesn't seem like much of a life to me. Um, Yeah. And I do think that vaccines definitely have their place. Um, in society and um, yeah I'm lucky enough not to have been hugely affected well (laughs) in terms of um, my physicality and my family and friends not 
hugely affected by the virus. Um, but saying that, my work has completely changed. I don't feel safe going into people's homes to clean. And also the baby's not very keen on me doing that kind of work anymore. And so my work has very much changed to focus on the astrology and kind of spiritual side of things. Um, yeah, I just... It's been such a fucking weird year, hasn't it? And I think just saying that one thing, just this vaccine is going to fix everything. I just don't, I don't buy it. Um, it's not a holistic approach. You know, I've grown up with homeopathy surrounding me and, you know, a, a health system, you know, a, a family health system, which covers so many areas of life not just what's the problem you've got a broken leg oh okay so this is what you take for it I always get I said to somebody the other day I always get so confused when I go to a hospital or a doctor or like mainstream uh, medical practitioner and they just simply ask me maybe like one question like oh how did you break your leg oh I fell down the stairs okay so this is how we fix it and what homeopathy does is it considers everything from a holistic approach. It takes everything on board. So why, how did you fall down the stairs? Where was your mind? Are you feeling distracted right now? Are you, you know, emotionally caught up in something else that's so much bigger than just getting your washing down the stairs and put into the washing machine? And how did that make you feel? And all this kind of stuff. So that for me is how I get to the bottom or how I try and, you know, when somebody says they're not feeling very well, I kind of go through such a long list of of um, questions these days because that's kind of how I was brought up. And um, I think it might confuse people sometimes, but I do think that a holistic approach, it takes everybody on as an individual and... Um, I'm sure some would say that there's not time to take everybody on as an individual. We need to get this vaccine in place and we need to make sure this virus is gone and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But actually, what's the point if we're not all considered as individuals in this lifetime? And, um, oh, God, I can't, I'm not going to remember it now, but we used to have this Nelson Mandela quote up in our kitchen when I was growing up. And it was just like, um, just, just that each individual is sacred and special and important that was the basic crux of the message and that we are all here to shine our own lights and nothing should ever make us doubt that and I think that is really important to remember at all times and definitely considering the year that we have had this year um, it's nearly Christmas again and you know soon it will be the darkest winter months and you know depression rates must be fucking soaring right now um and then we get the january blues like after christmas and really like easter is that kind of that first time in the year when we can start to feel the light again and, and springtime and everything so it feels like there's some darkness coming up but i think if we're all considered as individuals and we're all supporting each other as individuals then and shining our lights as brightly as we can even though it may not feel like we want to at times then you know we can definitely get through this season I think it's really important to focus on the little things and um, I read a really good article yesterday about this um, well she's a she's a like cook in England but I, I think her heritage is kind of part Greek um, but she's from the UK so Nig Nigella Lawson 
And she was like in lockdown. She's a very curvaceous lady and she cooks really yummy food. And like her TV series, she's always like nibbling stuff out of the out of the fridge in the middle of the night. And she keeps like pickled onions and ketchup by her bedside. You know, it's all that kind of just very like sensual, very Torian energy. Um, and this article and she was just saying like lockdown was not the time to be considering diets. Lockdown was the time to be eating all the carbs and comfort eating and just looking after yourself in that sense that, you know, you don't need to be planning on some crazy huge life like life transformation during a lockdown a lockdown you just you really need to consider your mental health and I think with this second one we've been going through in the UK um that's something I've had to remind myself of this last weekend I was feeling particularly emotional and I think hormones have something to you know big part to play in that as well considering that I'm currently pregnant but um yeah, I think we just need to be really kind to ourselves. There's so, such a lack of kindness right now that feels like it's coming from the government and, um, you know, even people out on the streets. People aren't being the same as they were. People are standing a distance from each other. People, you can't see people smile. You know, there's a real lack of you know, kind of human interaction and perhaps this is all connected to the 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 eclipse in Gemini coming up as well, that our communications have really changed over this year and they have become much more online, you know, with our Zoom meetings and Skype calls and all of that kind of stuff. And um, we, you know, interactions and communications are so different to what they were even just, you know, 10 months ago, 11 months ago in January when everything felt kind of normal-ish and we still went out and you know you feel a bit down you go and meet a friend for a coffee or you know whatever the sorry it looked like someone was about to bring a parcel to my door and I was gonna have to stop but it's okay they've gone next door unless next door aren't home in which case I will be accepting their parcel that's quite a uh, a Gemini theme <laughs> accepting somebody's delivery um yeah and so I think all of those things that we had to rely on and to support us just have really gone out of the window this year and we've you know there's lots of positivity there are positive people around and people to kind of support one another and shine a light and you see these kind of you know life coaches online and they're like yeah so you can do this and you can do some crafting and you can listen to your favorite podcasts and yeah I'm sure these things will help but it's not the same as what it was and I think change can feel uncomfortable for many like I was saying earlier for the fixed signs um particularly so Taurus Aquarius um, Aquarius and Scorpio um change can take a while to sink in um and again as I was saying about Capricorn planets they can value things over time this could have been a challenging time for Capricorn energies or strong Saturn energies to have really understood the process that it is that we have gone through understood the process that we are going through now and understand like where we're heading to and that all is so much mental and emotional energy on top of daily life that it can make us all kind of wobble somewhat um so again i think be kind to yourself and I think a bit of healthy escapism can really help right now, um, you know, watching favourite films or TV series and just, just it's not the time to be really kind of 
tough on yourself. I think being tough on yourself, that's a that's a very kind of Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn thing, being tough and being responsible and you must be like this. And, you know, I've definitely felt this over the last year that I'm, you know, I, I need to be responsible for my work and I need to be responsible for my family and for my income. And actually, sometimes that's really difficult when we find ourselves in situations where we do need a bit of help and we need to ask others for help which is you know was always on my um oh this this delivery looks like it is for me that's exciting because I don't think I've ordered ordered anything (laughs) um yeah asking for help that's always on my school report must learn to ask for help um and I think it's particularly challenging for many um but there it's good to find ways around breaking through that kind of awkwardness and that that challenging sort of fear of of asking and you know know that people really do care about you and make sure that you have just seen three boys sorry three boys get onto one of those motorized scooters to go to like (laughs) we live between the college and um the local shop and so we see college people go past our house all the time and they've blatantly just got on the scooter to go to Tesco's to get to lunch. Who knows if those things hold three fully grown males? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, so it can be hard to ask for help, but just try your absolute best because once you've got the support around you, you know, it's a bit like when you become a new parent, you really need to rely on the help of others. We weren't made to do this alone. Life, we weren't made to do it alone. Nobody, as much as some people, perhaps Scorpios might say that they want to live on an island by themselves and don't want anybody coming in. Um, You know, that's not how a society works and our society has usually changed over this last year. And, um, Things may come to a real head um, at this full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini on the 30th, so in a week's time. Um, So with that said, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. I'm sorry it's a bit shorter than usual, but um, I really wanted to get the episode out and I planned on doing it a week ago and that didn't happen. So I'm doing it now instead. I hope you're all well um and looking after yourselves and one another like I said just be kind to yourself it's really not the time to be hard on yourself a bit of self-care and a bit of self-love can go a long way right now and if there are people around that you can hug then do (laughs) and you know share some of that love love is kind of infinite you know it's not solely um limited to just yourself or you and your pet you know you can give it out to whoever and um, we all could do with a bit more love right now okay well thank you for listening and i'll speak to you all again really soon and have a wonderful full moon lunar eclipse in gemini on the 30th of november